Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Coolie Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Coolie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 85. And we are your bootsyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, for those that don't know, today is our last episode of the Quarantine Spooky Story Specials. And I don't know how to feel about it, Lily. It's crazy that it's coming to an end, but it's crazy that it ever had to start. (laughs) Um, 85 consecutive episodes. Every single day recording, one hour a day of just spooky, kooky, ooky stories read by Lily and I. Um, over now, it's 850 stories at the end of this episode of different encounters from spirits to demons to uh, cryptids, aliens, conspiracies, glitch in the matrix, doppelgangers you name it. We've talked about it in this quarantine spooky story special, and um. It wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for our boo things that are avid listeners and listen to every single episode. So thank you so much for all your love and support. And we hope that you enjoyed the quarantine spooky story special as much as we did recording it. Yes, absolutely. It was it was so like this is a story we're going to tell people like, OK, like my friend and I got together every morning and told 10 scary stories every day during quarantine. Like, how crazy is that? I definitely don't think we could say that a lot of, or any people did that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, especially we, Lily and I decided we were going to do this because during quarantine, you know, a lot of people were isolated from people, um, you know, whether you're single or you just decide to live on your own, whatever the case may be. Um, this could be a really, really lonely time for people, and it sucks. And we wanted to have a podcast for people that every day you just take an hour out of your day and feel like you're talking to your girlfriends over coffee or at a sleepover um, mm-hmm. and just talk about what we all came here to talk about. Spooky, kooky, kooky stories, paranormal. Clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, you love the paranormal just as much as we do. Um, so yeah, and we've gotten some awesome feedback from the quarantine spooky story specials. Uh, so again, thank you. So I love that. Yeah. Um, we thought we'd end with a bang and I could pick some spooky, kooky, kooky stories, Lily. Um, I can imagine you picked some good ones yourself. They are so spooky, kooky, kooky. So without further ado, Lily, ready to start for the last time of the quarantine spooky story specials? Oh, it's so bittersweet. It is. Yes, I am ready. This one is called The Doorway Demon. This is my first time posting to Reddit, so bear with me here. Me and my friend have been living together in this flat for about two years now. Occasionally, we hear the odd footsteps and knocking in the hallway, but we always kind of laugh it off and eventually came up with the name The Doorway Demon as a goof. But things started to really escalate in terms of activity in the flat. See, me and my friend are really into doing somewhat odd things. Screaming in the middle of the forest half-naked at 3 a.m. Okay. (laughs) Creating symbols to hang on the wall. And have our own specific mindset on things. There was a two-week period which was horrible. It started off with the normals. Hearing the light switch turning on and off footsteps and knocking down the bottom of the hallway but we noticed that there was black marks appearing all over the walls the next couple of days me and my friend were both waking up with scratches on our arms and legs too at this point we're starting to pay more attention to the strange activity that's intensifying with each passing day the sounds were routine 10 p.m to 5 a.m these sounds were normal fast forward a week from that It's 1 a.m. and I'm making dinner for myself with my flatmate. I work at a bar, so I get home late. And my flatmate leaves the kitchen behind my back. I catch him out the corner of my eye and turn around to see the back of someone walking into the living room without turning the lights on. Of course, out of curiosity, I follow, but I don't think to turn the lights on behind him. As soon as I got to the living room, I watch a silhouette walk into the walk-in cupboard where I now sleep 
in total darkness. I'm starting to get frustrated and follow behind calling his name, thinking he's trying to scare me. When I look into the room, I see what I thought was him squatted down in the corner staring at me. (laughs) I call him an asshole for wasting my time and go to walk back to the kitchen to finish cooking my food. As I get to the hallway, though, I hear the toilet flush and he walks out of the bathroom giving me finger guns like nothing happened. (laughs) My heart sunk to my stomach. I felt sick and confused at the same time. The end of the week, something equally, if not more, intense happened. If everyone wants to hear about it, I'll happily post what they're not going to tell us. I'll happily post another explaining it in detail. I moved out for a year, though, not long after. But last month I moved back and things are starting again. I can't say I'm not more excited than I am scared, but it gives me something to think about. And I'm and mad bragging rights, I suppose. The <laughs> end. Okay. What the hell? If. I were to walk into a room and there is a figure squatting in the corner staring at me. I don't care I'd if run it's the human. Fuck out of that room yes. real quick. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, <laughs> n- uh, and, oh god, that is that's like something that you'd see in Insidious or The Conjuring or something. Yes. That very uh, very bad. It, it, the crawling, children laughing, children singing and squatting in corners no thank you ma'am i'll pass yeah and it again goes with like the squatting when you see something like crawling yeah it's just not yeah i don't like that Mm. there's just something about it that's just like spooky kooky it just spooks you out yeah did you see the picture that I posted on our Instagram? Uh, follow us on Instagram at Just Schooly Things Podcast um, of the of the McDonald's picture and Stop. that that's like crouching Never going inside of McDonald's again. Yeah. Uh, my, well, to be fair, even when I was little, my mom refused to let me play. I think I played in the Burger King pit and like the McDonald's one, like probably once or twice in my life. And my mm-hmm. mom, like, bleached me down, like, as soon as I got yeah. home. Like, she hated, she hated things like Chuck E. Che- like Chuck e. Cheese's and those pits in general. Because she just thought that it was, like, a Petri dish for, like, diseases and stuff. So I yeah. never really went in them as a kid. But that picture alone, if you would have shown me that at that age, I would have never given my mom a hard time about not going in there. Because that was horrifying. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I would want to go so I could see the ghost because I was a stupid kid. Now, no way. <laughs> You've grown up somewhat. You've matured somewhat. And Some emphasis. Yeah, somewhat is the key word there. <laughs> okay. My next story is titled Manassas Battlefield. A few years ago, I lived in Maryland and decided to take a day trip to the Manassas Battlefield in VA, Virginia. I've been there as a child, and so it was nice to go down memory lane. I went with a friend and we toured the area together. When we got to the sunken railroad, there was a loop trail with a single entrance, an exit, and a loop that went around the area in an oblong shape. There was about 20 feet path. uh, There was about 20 feet between the path and the adjacent side of the path, the old supply line being in the middle. We took the path to the left and I was ahead of her. I was looking at a placard and looked up ahead at the path and saw someone in a blue outfit about 80 to 100 feet away, I would estimate. I turned back to my friend to tell her something and looked back and the person is completely gone. I think nothing of it though because we had seen other people on the trails that day. The issue is this. We never saw anyone on the other side of the trail and no one passed by us to exit that area. Lots of people died in this area during the battle on both sides of the war. Just wish I had an answer to what I saw. The end. Uh, yeah, they saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely some sort of residual haunting of someone that passed away during that war in a specific mm-hmm. battle that was on that property and may not know that they're dead. Just going about their business. Yeah, I'm just trying to complete their, that mission. Their, their to-do list of war tasks i don't know i don't know what war tasks are me me neither me neither <laughs> i took i took the asvab test and that was the closest thing i was to joining the military so yeah i have no idea but um i always wanted to go to a getty like i've been to have i been to gettysburg i've been to williamsburg and i've been to a few spots where there was 
some sort of battles and, you know, U.S. history and war and mm-hmm. stuff. And I always wanted to go on a little hunt, like a day hunt, where you try to find old buttons or old artifacts from that time period. But yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's been kind of traced over so many times and through, you know, through the world. Like, there's probably so much that you need to dig up. Like, there's so many layers of dirt that you probably mm-hmm. could find the really, really good stuff if you went deep, deep down into the soil. Um, yeah. But I always wanted to go on a hunt and just say I tried it, try to find some ghosts and try to find some old artifacts. See, that kind of, like, activity, like, to find something, like, cool and historic, completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Wanting to play with a Ouija board to contact a spirit from, like, the Civil War, mm-mm, not understandable. And also what I don't understand, if we're talking about, like, collectible items, why dolls? Why dolls? I used to collect Barbie dolls when I was younger because I thought it was, like, cool and retro and mm-hmm. vintage because I was a weirdo. Um, <laughs> but I didn't collect, like, baby dolls or, like, puppets or, like, marionette dolls. I had one marionette doll. It was a wizard. And he was pretty cool. Oh, God. He was cool. Like, he wasn't, like, a cre- he wasn't creepy looking. Um... I don't know why my grandfather bought him for me. I mean, like I picked him out and everything too. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but I was, I was American Girl doll person. Um, yeah. And I had a few that like I actually had gotten for Christmas, but then a lot of them that I got were actually from garage sales, where people were practically giving away these hundred dollar dolls for like twenty dollars. So my grandmother, when she would go to when she would go to garage sales, because she was like an avid crap hunter. Mm-hmm. She would specifically look for American Girl dolls because they're expensive, and I loved the American Girl doll collection. So she would yes. get them for me. But looking back, I'm like, that kind of was like playing with fire because if you're going to give away an expensive doll like that for cheap, why you get There's got to be a catch. Right? Right? So I don't know. I mean, Maybe the hat man was attached to one of your American Girl dolls, and that's why you saw him. Holy shit. And that would make sense because my American Girl dolls, around the time that that happened I was I think still playing with the American Girl dolls but I kept my American Girl dolls in like a plastic crate in the closet that was the closet was next to the corner where I would see the hat man boom case closed wow we solved that on the 85th episode of the quarantine spooky story special seriously but yeah creepy stuff all right Lily what's your next story okay my next story is called Little Boy Holding My Dead Dog's Head. This happened about 13 years ago. I'm currently 28, and my childhood dog died early in high school for me. This wasn't too long after. Upon looking up what this was, it was most likely a false awakening, but it still gives me chills to this day. I shared a room with my older brother, who was a pretty heavy sleeper once he got there. He'd usually be up playing video games all night, and I got used to being able to fall asleep through the sounds of him yelling at COD players for using noob tubes <laughs> and all that good stuff. What the fuck is a noob tube? I, I, how do you spell it? Like noob, like a oh, noob. Oh, okay. Noob tube? Tubes. Tubes. I need to see this. Noob tubes. It's a... M203 grenade launcher attachment for assault rifles. It's like a Call of Duty modern warfare sort of reference. Okay. Can't relate. Sorry, guys. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, Anyways. One night, I woke up to the feeling of my foot, uh, of the foot of my bed sinking in, sinking in. Like, sorry, that was written really oddly. Um, (laughs) sinking in like somebody had sat down there when i looked i noticed a small child sitting with his back towards me the child seemed to be wearing a black shirt with white horizontal stripes i immediately thought to myself all right fuck that and went back to sleep (laughs) i like this guy um i woke up what felt like a few hours later and he was now standing at the foot of my bed facing me holding my dead dog's head in his hands. What? The child was... Yeah. And the child was surrounded by an extremely dark aura, 
so much so that I couldn't gather any details on skin complexion or anything. I immediately lost my shit and freaked out, calling out, falling out of my bed. This part creeped me out because the fall was very detailed. I knocked over an acoustic guitar I had on a stand near my bed when I, and when I fell out, my brother shuffled in his sleep due to the noise. When I tried to wake him up, he mumbled, half asleep, that we need to get more Pepsi. Not an encounter with him that would surprise me at all. <laughs> and went back to sleep. I then scrambled back into my bed. All the while, this kid just watched me holding my dog's head throughout. Oh, God. I fell back asleep and then had my real awakening that morning. The guitar was in its stand and everything was normal. I ended up not telling anybody about this dream. The really fucked part and why this particularly bad dream still gives me chills has to do with the fact that my dog was buried in my backyard in a little side yard that always had some really weird energy to it. Huh. Uh, months later, my friends and I were hanging out and we usually smoke weed in my backyard close to this side yard area. We had made our way inside and were munching and watching movies when my good friend Joe said he needed to run to the backyard to get his phone. He went out to grab it with his usual demeanor, but I heard his footsteps running full sprint back to the back door into the house. His skin was pale white and he was visibly shook. I asked him what was wrong. His response? Dude, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I just saw a little kid standing where your dog is buried. Oh, yeah. no! It wasn't just a dream. She wasn't ready. Oh my gosh. I, okay, I am so thankful when I see and I have dreams of Pepper and she's alive and healthy. To see, I have a dream where my pet is deceased and a little kid is holding its head. Traumatic. Yeah, no thank you. I'd like to opt out of that one, please. And then the fact it was okay. And then it was a dream. Saw the little kid too. Yes, and that there's always been a dark presence in that area. A kid was buried yeah, in that like, side yard. Don't at me. Hear me out here. If I had like I I had a big backyard in my old house, and like we had our dogs cremated though we didn't bury them. But if we were to bury our dogs, and I had like a weird vibe, right? If I had a weird vibe about part of my yard, mm -hmm. I would say something. I'd be like, hey, mom, let's maybe not bury Peanut in the spooky kooky area of the yard. Yeah. You know? I want my dog soul to rest peacefully. I wonder if... But I wonder if this bad spirit, like, this bad energy happened after the dog was buried. Or if it's always been, and then they buried the dog. The world may never know. Uh, it's like some pet cemetery vibes in a way. It's yeah, whatever it is, it is not good. Yeah. Uh-uh. I would okay, actually no. I, I don't think I would do this, but I was gonna say dig up the dog's remains and bury him somewhere else. But I don't know. I don't think I wanna like unless the dog's in a box. I don't know. I don't think I could do that. I don't Yeah, know. I don't think I'd be able to do that either also that might just cause more because you're kicking up all that energy uh, yeah true and disturbing disturbing the land yeah you're uh, i guess on that you know you're on your own kid sorry about that <laughs> okay uh, fuck you charlie <laughs> okay my next story is titled a drowned man appeared to me i was maybe 13 14 when this happened as background information, I can say that I've experienced a lot of paranormal and unexplained things before, but this was by far one of the stranger things I've experienced. I was visiting my friend after school with two of my other friends. They live rather far away from the school, so we went by bus. It was my first time visiting her since childhood. I visited her house when I was really young as our mothers had been friends, but I didn't remember much about it. After eating and playing some games, we decided to go outside. On the edges of the property, there was this long yet shallow river that had never had a lot of water in it and pretty much resembled a ditch, but it was called a river for some reason. <laughs> I decided to explore the area more and walked further away from my friends as the curious spirit I am walking by the edge of the river. Suddenly, I got this weird feeling that I needed to go to a certain place and that I needed to see something. I walked even further away until I spotted this man. 
The man, probably in his 50s, was walking towards me on the edge of the river, but paid no attention to me. He looked like a farmer, which was no surprising, which was no surprise considering where we were, but I still knew something was off. His outfit reminded me of someone from the late 60s or early 70s. It kind of felt like we were from two different times. Not only that, everything else around me seemed so still and somehow different from before. It's hard to explain. Suddenly, this man stumbles and falls into the river. And that's when I knew with every fiber of my being what had happened. He had hit his head against some of the rocks and drowned. I was too scared to peer down at first, but when I did, the man was gone. I was spooked out, but I stayed there for a moment to see if more information would come through. Nothing. I returned to my friend's yard and spotted her mom outside doing some lawn work. Nonchalantly, I walked up to her and asked if she knew if anyone had drowned in that lake, even though it's so shallow. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. She looked at me for a moment before telling me that in the early 70s, a middle-aged farmer man from a house nearby had drowned after falling and hit his head against the rocks. I asked where it happened, and she pointed towards the area where I had seen the man. Obviously, it's possible that her mom made up the story, but why did it match my experience so well? I never asked about the incident further or from anyone else, which is a shame, but at the very least, it's an interesting coincidence and at the best, a real paranormal experience or a drift in time. Any thoughts what this could have been? What, why did I see it? Was it just my imagination or did I have the sensitivity to see what had happened to that poor man? The end. I think this person had the sensitivity. Yeah, my my first reaction is that this is a this is a perfect example of a residual haunting. Mm-hmm. Um because it doesn't seem like this person, this farmer was active or aware of their surroundings, you know, the fact that there was a kid yeah. there. Um but what's really fucking tragic is that this farmer keeps is in a continuous loop of his demise. That would be awful. Yeah, I wouldn't wish wish that on my worst Imagine. enemy. That's that's horrible um, and really sad. And it, it I it made me think for a second, you know, why why is this residual haunting happening? And we have talked about this in previous episodes of this quarantine spooky story special, as well as our regular episodes, that spirits are drawn uh, to bodies of water. Mm-hmm. So this makes me believe that the reason why this person was very visible and the energy was heightened in that area was because of the water. It definitely was like a catalyst uh, for this residual haunting. What do you think of this situation? What like do you, do you think that there's something that could be done? What like what's your what's your take uh, on this? I don't know if there's no. I mean, clearly, like I mean, if he here's the thing. I guess they could have found him. I was going to say, if he, like, fell and hit his head and drowned, how would they know if his body washed away? But if it was shallow, his body wouldn't have washed away. Yeah. So, so I think this is a valid story. And I think that really the only, like, he must not have been laid to rest properly. Or maybe they, maybe he was pushed and they ruled his death an accident and that's Ooh, why he can't rest. Yes. You know, by like his farmer enemy, and he's like, "You have my turnips," and he's like, "I didn't do anything." <laughs> Splash, you know, just farmer things, just farmer things. Um, oh. but think about it, farming must have been competitive and scary. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, I, I don't know if anything happened in the seventies in that area. Maybe there was like a shortage or like bad soil. And people were uh-huh. desperate to make money, and so they had to, you know, cut the other farmers off. So, goodbye. Exactly. Fuck you, Keith. <laughs> I love how Keith's like the first name that you think of. Yeah, I don't know what's up with me today. I'm just thinking of random names. But yeah. Anyways, the, but yeah, the, the the point is that something must have gone wrong between, like, the point A of him start you know entering his demise which he's been reenacting seemingly for years and point b of him you know being laid to rest to the point where he can't rest so something must have happened that he's still around well i hope that spirit and gets like the that's kind of endearing but at the same time like if i was a farmer and i loved my job like i would want to be farming you know in the afterlife i wouldn't want to be falling into rivers yeah i don't think this is the farmer's choice so i hope that he's at some point you know put to rest and there's some closure for him me too 
All right, Lily, what's your right. third third story? Yeah, third, third story? Yeah. Yeah. It says, my dead grandma gives me a birthday gift. Mm. This story means a real lot to me, and I rarely talk about it because I get very emotional, but I thought I should share it with you guys because it's just really fascinating. So my dad's mom, my grandma, passed away a month before my birthday. My father had really fallen out with his sister who took care of her since she had Alzheimer's. So I never really got to visit her before she died. It was tough, especially since my birthday was coming up. My birthday comes and goes. My family had a little party and everything. They got balloons and cake, the usual, but there was this one balloon that was left over just sitting in the corner of our dining room behind the dinner table. It had been sitting there for days, just losing air. Then, sometime in April, around a week after my birthday, I'm just sitting on the couch, which is about 10 feet from the dinner table, all alone in my house, just playing on my phone while my dad's out getting some food. And then, all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see the balloons start to move. Our dinner table is round and sits in a corner with two walls next to it. The couch that I'm on is about two feet from one of the walls, which creates the small space to walk through to get to the living room. The balloon floats around the table through that little opening and comes into the living room and floats around the couch and starts coming towards me. <laughs> oh, shit. As it gets to me, it stops and slowly lowers itself to my level and just sits there. It doesn't move or anything. It just stays there, and all I can do is cry. It was as if someone grabbed it and walked it to me. P.S. Some might think it's just the air conditioning moving it, but how can you explain that it was all of a sudden moving when it's been sitting there still for days? And once it got to me, how, if it was the air conditioning, just stop right in front of me? To me, it looked like it was on a defined path, because if it was being pushed by the air, it would have been moving all over the place. The end. I like this person explaining it, too. Yeah. And his, you know, and like trying to debunk it and saying, mm -hmm. like, listen, it couldn't have been air conditioning because it would have been moving since we got it. Exactly. That's such a sweet story, and that's such a that's such a grandmotherly or grandfatherly thing to do. Like, I can't get you much, but here's a balloon from me. Oh my god, my grandma texted my grandma texted me a couple nights ago. It was like eleven o'clock, and it was her birthday, and she texted me late saying, "Hey, like, thank you for the card or whatever." And I was like, yeah, no problem. And she was like, well, I got to go to Home Goods. <laughs> we all got to go to Home Goods. TJ Maxx, Marshalls, I miss those places so much. I, I know, miss going too. in there and buying things I don't fucking need, but in that moment think uh, I need them. Exactly. A couple days ago was like the perfect TJ Maxx day. I'm going to, okay, literally. So for those of you who don't know, I just got a new job. And my job is across the street from a TJ Maxx. Oh, that's dangerous. So, like, if I have a rough day at work, like, you best believe I'm stopping at TJ Maxx on oh, my way home. Damn right. Damn right. Like, TJ Maxx and Marshalls and all those stores, well, because I guess they're all owned by, like, the same people. I don't know how it works. But, um, mm -hmm. like, FYI, guys, if you didn't know this already, they always have the best Halloween decorations. Like, the cutest True. Halloween, like, pillows, blankets, pumpkins, you name it, spooky kooky ooky, and they have it during the holiday season. And then, like, November 1st, when everything's, like, 50% off for the Halloween stuff is the best time to go. I mean, it's always, like, you obviously want to get stuff before because things sell out. Um, but, yeah, home goods, especially Marshalls, TJ Maxx, you have to go there if they're, you haven't already. They're, like, bedding section, too. Like, there's sheets. and Like, I get all my comforters at, like, TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Just everything there. You get candles. Um, they have the cutest planners, too. Like, I like writing stuff down in notebooks. They have such cute little, like, notebook stationary stuff. They have decent clothes, too. Um, mm -hmm. It's, like, it's one of those things that's very intimidating, though. So if you have, like, anxiety going to stores where, like, it's not really organized per se like you don't really like that you can't always guarantee something will be there it's kind mm -hmm. of like a goodwill sort of vibe but like more like cleaner i guess yeah. um and it's oh not stuff God. that's used there was, 
there was this woman who posted in like my town's community page and they were like, oh, um, certain stores are opening up soon for curbside pickup. This was a while ago. And she was like, how am I supposed to do curbside pickup at TJ Maxx? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know what they have when they don't have a website? And I was like, listen, Karen, take a chill pill, get a different haircut. And by the time you're done with that, TJ Maxx will be open for you. She can't even get a haircut until the 22nd. Oh, true. Sorry, well, Karen. Stick a bowl on her head. <laughs> stick just a cut around it. It's the Great Fucking Depression. Because oh she God. causes me to have a Great Depression, Karen. <laughs> oh, my God, Lily. This is a personal attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. I felt that. And my name's not Karen, and I don't have a bowl cut anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Don't fuck with Lily, guys. She can be mean. <laughs> she can be mean. And you you did not even stutter once. That's how I, I know that was from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Lily cools down from being crazy over there. Oof. Okay. Gotta gotta take a water sip right here. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Oof. No, I'm, I'm no, here for it. This one is like a habitual predator of my town's page. Like, just like always negative. I should call her Nancy because she's a negative Nancy. Oh, that's good. Because like there's <laughs> there's a lot of people that like I know. And if I say, oh, that's such a Karen move. I know people that are like, well, actually, I don't call them Karens because I have like I have relatives named Karen and they don't act like that. So I just call them Nancy. And now negative Nancy. I'm just going to start calling people Karen and Nancy from now on. I shit you not, there's this woman who comes into the restaurant and she is such a pain in the ass every time. And actually, okay, let, let me, I, I will say this. There's a lot of women. There's like four women who come in, who are regulars at the restaurant, who are Karen. And they are all great except for one. <laughs> and I'm like, you're ruining the whole batch of Karens, Karen. And I bet you, I bet you that's the same person that will ask for the absolute most and pay and pay the waiter a tip in peanuts like literally probably the worst tipper in the world oh god yeah like um it's 15 percent, and there are 15 of us so that's one percent per person you're fine <laughs> literally literally all okay. right sorry let's get back to the story all right i really hope to god we don't have any karens or nancys in these posts okay my next one is titled uh could this have been a doppelganger or spirit did you read this one yesterday? I don't think Maybe. so. I don't think I don't think so, but we'll see. When I was about 16, I got my first official job at the Jason's Deli. I used to work the night. No, we didn't do this one. Okay, good. I used to work the night slash closing shift, so I would get home around 11 each night. One night, I got home and grabbed some laundry out of the basket in my mom's room downstairs and went straight to take a shower. When I was finished, I sat down and had some cereal still downstairs in the kitchen table. When I was eating, my three sisters came downstairs and asked if I had been upstairs. I told them no and explained what I did when I got home from work, and they started shaking and bawling. They told me that they had seen me go upstairs and into my room across the hall. They said that I was wearing a yellow sweater. I wasn't. And they tried speaking to me, and I ignored them. They thought something was wrong, so they went into my room to see if I was okay. They said they looked everywhere, but I wasn't in there, and that's when they ran downstairs to see me eating cereal. Needless to say, I did not sleep in my room or by myself that night. I'm not really one to believe in the paranormal, but about 17 years later, and I still think about this and what it possibly could have been. Ooh, oh, sounds like a doppelganger to me, a doppelganger. It definitely sounds like a doppelganger. Um, it doesn't seem like they meant any harm, though. But yeah, just doing doing their own thing as doppelgangers do. Yeah, it's like a like a bit of like a brush with the paranormal universe, like a glitch or something like that. Ooh, that could be too. Mm-hmm. So many the possibilities. World may never know. <laughs> All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay, my next story is called "Red Eyed Black Mist from My Childhood." Hello again, r slash paranormal. I'm here today to recall one of the most terrifying things that's ever happened to me. Best jump right into it. When I was a small kid, my family and I moved around a lot. It was my parents and three siblings at the time. We didn't have the most money, and we lived in an area that was famous for crimes, gangs, and death. I can confidently say that the apartment we lived in at the time was probably haunted by something evil. 
It was one of the nights that we were getting ready to move either out or in. I remember it was around that time because we didn't have furniture and the house was halfway empty. I had to be at least seven. My family was sleeping all together on the floor in the living room with a couple of big blankets. Everyone was asleep huddled and the dining room light was on, so it was pretty lit up where we were too. I can't remember why I was awake. I might have been placing my sister's DS under the cover, playing my sister's DS under the covers, but I remember sitting up, turning my head, and seeing it. In the dining room, it standing in front of the doorway to the kitchen was a huge black mist or shadow. It was tall, it was as tall as the ceiling, but not touching the floor. It had two red glowing eyes, and it was staring right at me. I might have made an eye contact for at least three seconds. I was paralyzed with fear because I could literally feel how angry this was. As quickly as I could, I grabbed the covers to hide. When it saw me do that, it came straight towards me fast. I got under faster, shut my eyes, and hugged my mom as tight as possible. I was so, so scared, crying, literally fearing for my life. My chest was tight and it was hard to breathe, but I didn't move. I stayed quiet, held onto my mom for dear life, and didn't dare open the covers. Eventually, I fell asleep. The next morning, everything was normal. We moved out and everything happened as normal. I don't know why I didn't tell my mom or stepdad at the time what happened. Over the years, I've had a couple more experiences since moving around uh, that since experiences since moving around has brought me to different places. I was young too, so I was probably more sensitive. Parents have had experiences as well as my siblings. If anyone's interested in hearing any other stories, I'd be glad to tell. They've all just been coming back to me very recently. Till next time, Reddit. Big smiley face. The end. Ooh. So, what do you what do you think of this? What like was there any comments of what this possibly could be? A lot of the comments were just saying like, "Yes, please tell more." Um. And I'm, I'm, I'm with them, like, but I think that this was, I don't think it was a shadow person per se, but I do think it was a demon. You think it was a demon. Okay. What do you think? Well, what makes you think that, like, what evidence do you have that you think this is something demonic? Is it the eyes? Is it like what? 100% the eyes. Yeah. Well, Yeah. Because I don't think that you could associate with, like, a good spirit with red eyes. It could be a shadow person, though. That is a possibility. Um, yeah. It definitely definitely has some negative energy to it, though. We can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like... I feel like if it was a demon, it would be doing a lot more. Okay, that's fair. Like, I feel like it would be a lot more persistent because it's a lot more powerful than, like, a regular dark spirit. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, no, I see that. I get that. So let us know what you guys think and email us at... JustGoolyThingsPodcast.gmail.com All right. My next story is Encounter with Someone Slash Something Strange in the Woods. As small as a small child, our farm was back into the Appalachian Mountains of Western Virginia. There was a small neighborhood 20 minutes from our farm, but the rest was just woods. It was super rare to run into anyone out there, and if you did, it was usually hunters. I was five or six and was playing in the woods when something white caught my eye. I saw a man far off in the woods. It was a man with a white sheet or pillowcase tied around his head. No one was oh yeah, no one else was there, just the man standing there. He didn't seem to notice me or pay any attention to me being there. At the time, I didn't think he was a ghost or anything, but it was just odd. I told my mom about it, and she said something like, Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) And I did get reminders not to talk to strangers in the woods. There was an abandoned farm about a mile or two into the woods with a farmhouse, barn, and some sort of mine shaft or underground storage area. Around that same time period, I was maybe 8 or 10 years old, I went with my older sister and her friends. We climbed into the loft of the barn, and she was showing her friends where she came with boys to make out. (laughs) (laughs) I looked from the loft part of the barn where they tossed hay out towards the abandoned house and there was someone in the window they had a white sheet tied around their head but this person looked like the, the sheet was tied over a box on their head the head of the uh the head of was under the sheet was squared shaped this time he was standing in the window 
if his face wasn't covered by the sheet, I'd say he was staring at me, or at least in my direction. I was spooked, but I'm not sure why I wasn't terrified by it at the time. It may have been my age or the fact that I wanted to be cool around my older sister. Thinking back at both of those separate instances, it freaks me out. I'm in my 30s now, and I really can't explain it. I was Googling things that it looked like, but nothing matched. The end. Do you think it was like someone who was hanged because they used to they would put like sacks over people's heads when they would be executed yeah that's what I was thinking like maybe someone that was like lynched or executed because like I'm thinking maybe this was like like especially in West Virginia like I think that they're mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not too familiar with this specific state but I'm I'm getting this like kind of like possible Klansman vibe of like back like back mm-hmm. back in the day when racism was like like I mean like absolutely at its all time worst yeah like there could have been like this could have been just a residual haunting of an unfortunate person that was lynched or executed um and again this is like this the story I I told earlier of the of the farmer a residual loop of just their demise which is fucking horrible Especially if this was someone that died due to the color of their skin. It's fucking ridiculous and so sad. And I hope that's not the case, but it is a possibility. Um, yeah, I, I, I could easily see that being the case, especially because that's trauma to someone. Uh-huh. Definitely uh, a residual haunting. Um, I mean, it's interesting, though, that this experience happened not once but twice and within a five-year span first time when they were five or six the second time happening when they were like eight to ten years old so not in within the same year i mean this was years separated uh why this was like this seemed to be kind of only seen by this person maybe it was somewhat intelligent it was trying to convey a message to this young person who was the most sensitive just wondering was it does this person appear before something bad happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but weird. Or I mean, even if it wasn't something to do with like the Klansmen, I mean, people still were hung as you know punishment. People still did, mm-hmm. you know, people just did crazy shit, and back then, people weren't found for murders as easily as they are now. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of unsolved crimes. I'm, and I'm talking about, like, back in, what, the 50s, 60s, maybe? Yeah, could so, be. I don't know. Just weird, weird, weird shit. All right, Lily, what's your last story for the quarantine spooky story specials? No, really? Yes. This, okay. This is one of the ones where, like, the title, like, tells the whole story, but whatever. So a demon is on purpose, making me sit, making me sick, and haunting just my room. So I've mentioned in another subreddit that this woman—I don't know if that's her real gender or not—has been haunting me. She came to me while I was asleep and revealed herself to me. Since I've moved in, I've been constantly getting sick and different types of sick. First, it was a sore tummy and bad poops. Oh, the phrasing, sore tummy. Anyways, um, then it was me wanting to throw up and then actually throwing up. And now I've been incredibly dizzy for the past day. But once I leave the room for an extended amount of time, I get better and I'm not normally sick anymore. Like I can be at home and have the worst poops possible and then head out and be perfectly fine. (laughs) I just kind of dealt with it and didn't really care, but I've been seeing a white blob crawling around my room. I decided to talk to a friend, and she told me to say, you are not allowed to possess my body, you are not allowed here, and the minute I said it, my right side went ice cold, and I felt someone next to me. So, I brought Sage yesterday, and I will be doing that when I can to try to do something to remove this thing. Anyone got any other tips or something, as my friend is incredibly scared and wants this thing gone. The end. Sage, salt. Sage, salt, check for asbestos. <laughs> and, like, that black too. mold. That, too. That really is a serious thing, too, because 
that can definitely mess with your head. Yeah. And make you very, so, very sick. All of those. Oh, all right. Ready for my last one? Oh, yes and no. All right. This one's a little long. Not too, too long, but it has an interesting title. It is titled, Black Funnel Entity Loomed Over Me. I Wasn't Meant to See It. I live in a fairly large three-story house that used to be a hotel complex. It was built in 1955. The house and the property across the road were also part of the complex. The property across from me is owned by both my grandmother and uncle. There used to be a house in front of mine on the same lot, but it was demolished prior to me moving in. The property certainly had their history, though. I'm unsure of any deaths. Rather fascinatingly, I share a great deal of similarities with the original owner, Andy. We have the same birthday, and as I would later come to find out, share many of the same interests. I never met Andy, but he was a close friend of the family. Both properties have always felt strangely connected to one another. The houses have aged in the, same, in the very same ways. I grew up on both properties and always felt comfortable on them. However, strange activity began to occur in the house across from mine in 2012. My uncle was living there with his girlfriend at the time. He described hearing singing coming from the unrented upstairs apartments. He told me that the singing was accompanied by the smell of cigarettes. Activity only picked up from that point as things began flying off their fridge and cabinets. One story that really sticks out to me was the ghost cat he described seeing. He told me that he watched his dog chase a black mass the size of a cat into his dog's carrier and that when he looked inside the carrier, nothing was there. It was around, <laughs> it was around this time when myself and my family began experiencing things in our house. We began hearing our names called out in the voices of one another. And funny thing is, it wasn't us calling out to one another a majority of the time. I have had a few other experiences since then, more of which I'll write about later. The following incident, however, really stands out to me. This took place around mid-July of last year. I woke up suddenly around 5.45 a.m. There was plenty of light inside at the time as it was midsummer. Upon opening my eyes, I immediately noticed a black mass shaped like a funnel hovering above my face. I shifted my eyes to get a better look at it, and it just vanished into thin air. I immediately got the feeling that it was something that I was not meant to see. This all transpired in no more than half a second. However, I recall the image vividly. It was a black mass with a foggy appearance, shaped distinctly like a funnel. I was shook up after seeing it. As I previously stated, I got a strong sense that it was something I was not supposed to see. I immediately researched the term black funnel ghost, thinking that my search would turn up nothing. I was shocked to find the results that actually contained the description of black funnel ghost. Upon reading the articles, I learned that funnel ghosts are often believed to be deceased family members checking in on their loved ones. The article also stated that black funnel ghosts are often believed to be former inhabitants of a property. I don't believe what I saw was either of those simply due to the dread that was associated with seeing it. Since seeing that black funnel, I felt uncomfortable at times in my home, especially when working in the basement. I've recently started seeing movement outside the corner of my eyes, which is normal, which is actually what reminded me of the black funnel ghost. Activity always seems to pick up around this time of year. I don't know what I saw last summer, but any input would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for reading. The end. I think it might have been a former inhabitant or someone who's you said that this used to be a hotel complex uh it, yeah yeah so maybe someone died in the hotel and then they turned it into apartments and they're like what are you doing with my resting place mm, yeah i it's weird um but i mean i i think it's it's hard to say like oh i don't think i was meant to see it because i think that when it comes to spirits they are smarter than us in the sense that like if they want you to see them, they will make themselves see you, uh, see, see it. So I think that, I think that this person was meant to see it. And even though they felt like it was dreadful vibes, it could just be the anxiety of seeing something that you can't explain. But the more that they see it or the more that they accept that there is something there, maybe that feeling will subside and maybe it is something that formerly lived there. And they are, maybe they are nice or maybe they aren't nice. You don't know, um, especially because yeah. you don't know who passed away on the property unless you, you know, pulled up some records. Um, but like they said, they're unsure of any specific deaths that happened on the property. So I would just do my research and um, try to get to the bottom of it and try to communicate with that spirit and see if yeah, there's anything that you can do. Yeah, maybe if you figure something out and get some answers, the person will 
be able to rest. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> All right, Lily. On that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode and the last episode, may I add, 85. But don't be too upset because it doesn't mean we're stopping the episodes completely. We will have we will be back to our weekly podcast episodes starting next week. So don't worry, guys. And if you haven't listened to all 85 episodes, we're giving you time now to catch up. So by the time we release our weekly episodes, hopefully you'll be finished listening to the rest of our content. Hopefully. Perfect. Fingers crossed. So, uh, Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with for one last time? Uh, I would have to say, I mean, of course, you know, don't use a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. Um, don't be afraid to sage. And also owls have legs. They do. They definitely do. Those are the big three that I've taken away from the quarantine (laughs) spooky story special. Um, yeah, I think I couldn't have said it better myself, Lily. All right. Ready to start with the social media? Born ready. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Oh, and probably should follow our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Facebook like page. Uh, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at just really thinks podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Thangs, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.